0: Hello hello, you're listening to Sisters Assembled, a Marvel
1: Theory Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie. And we're two sisters who spend way too much time talking and thinking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now we want to share our thoughts with you.
0: Every week we're breaking down a new topic relating to the MCU, from reactions to the Disney Plus shows and the movies, to deep dives on characters and important concepts, plus news and a lot of theories. Well, fans, in case you missed the memo, this is a pretty special episode for us because look at the title. It is episode number 100. It's a pretty special episode because with a few exceptions, Katie and I have worked together to craft 100 episodes about Marvel covering shows, movies, special presentations, movie replays, random topics. The multiverse, space, time travel, not my favorite, that last one, but we have talked about a lot of things in 100 episodes, and so for this special, special occasion, we are just going to take this episode to talk a little bit about how proud we are and celebrate and also have a few guests we have some familiar voices joining us on the show today who you'll hear in a little bit as well as some of our friends of the pod who we are excited to introduce to you all for the first time on this show so without further ado let's dive into episode 100 happy celebration to us Katie, why don't you kick us off, as always, with our first segment where we're going to talk a little bit about what we are most proud of in crafting this show for 100, I'm going to say that number a thousand more times this episode,
1: 100 episodes. I would honestly, if looking back at all of this, 100 episodes, I will also say 9 million times because we deserve to. I honestly think the thing I'm most proud of is not just reaching the achievement because I think, you know, it's an achievement of itself. I think anybody who's done anything where you've been able to get a medal, whether it's in a game or it's in a sport or whatever, I mean, that's awesome, but I think it's also just the track of getting there. And I think when you even talk to any anybody who might be in a professional setting who is talking about what they did to get to that accomplishment, I mean, they'll say it in a heartbeat that it's it's everything that happened getting us here. It's the path. And quite frankly, I think I'm just proud of the fact that we stayed consistent. I think that's my proud moment just solely because I struggle a lot with that. And I know I've talked about this on other episodes that if it was up to me wholeheartedly by myself, this podcast would have been dead in two weeks. (laughs) Not even because of the workload or anything of that. It solely would have just been because it would have been a passion project until I found the next passion project that I would hyper-focus on for two more weeks, and it would be forgotten. P.S. There's a book I've been writing for about a year, and I (laughs) am like a chapter in, and that's a good example of this. So I just think staying consistent is just such an awesome thing. I think we've made so many awesome strides as well, and so to be able to say we're entering another 100 episodes after this and to keep going, an achievement we want to obviously get too quicker. Uh, at this point, I think it's just awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree
0: more. I think consistency has been a challenge in that, you know, we both have lives outside of the show. We both have other things we're interested in, other responsibilities. And so, making that commitment to not only ourselves but to each other to hit those marks as best we can. Did we always put out episodes on time? No, but did they get out? Yes. And have we been better about being on time lately? Yes. And so just finding those ways to really just be accountable to this team of two here and make sure that we're doing everything that we can to build the best show that we can for you all. That consistency is key. I think for me, the thing that I'm most proud of is just the, and you touched on this a little bit, but the the strides that we've made, the way that we've been able to hone our skills, invest in the show. I don't know if you guys noticed this in the quality of our audio but we got new mics recently which was a
1: big deal for us unless you count about a couple episodes ago and I forgot to record on my mic and so if you heard my audio I'm sorry that was my fault there was a moment where I inputted her audio and I started listening and I was like girl we have a problem yeah I'm sorry guys that was definitely on me I just totally forgot to flip the settings (laughs) so um I'm sorry, but on the usual, we now have new mics that have been making us sound 10 times better than just our voice memo app on our phones. Yeah, so we're in the big leagues now. We have real
0: equipment, like real podcasters, so that's exciting. But you know, even going beyond that, just learning how to better edit so that you all have relatively consistent audio levels that you're hearing. The social has been amazing. The rebrand was huge for us in terms of just looking more professional, honing in on exactly who we want to be as a podcast and really drilling into the things that make us special. You know, I think we've gotten really, really intentional over 100 episodes. Those first 20 episodes, man, they were chaotic and we had no idea what we were doing. And that's probably true for a lot of podcasters. But as we've gone on, we have learned how to be more strategic, more intentional. I think that's the thing I'm most proud of is the way that you know, we have quarterly meetings now, which you all see on our social and the way that we're able to plan and execute has gotten a lot more streamlined. And I'm a very process-oriented person. So that just makes me like over the moon happy. And it took a hundred episodes to get there. So I'm really, really proud of that.
1: Yeah, I think we should put an emphasis on the planning because I can guarantee you, we all can account for the fact we used to go into episodes <laughs> with not a single plan. <laughs> and we just were like, Guess the episode's Loki episode three. We're just going to talk about it. Now we actually sit there and we're like, okay, so what were the big moments of the episode? Let's hit on them. Okay, do you have something else? Okay, let's let's strategically go into this and know what we're going to talk about, what might get talked about in the blog instead of in the episode, or maybe might make its extra episode at the end of the show or movie or whatever. But yeah, those first few. (laughs) I sometimes I go back because like I'm do to do like the transcripts for the show, and obviously I'm working backwards a little bit. And man, you know, I can't even tell we're cutting each other off so bad. It's so it don't go look at those transcripts, guys, because they're bad. They're not edited right now. But yeah, we've definitely made a lot of strides in just how we are able to do this together, and I think that has gone to show in the recent. 30 episodes especially and so we just keep getting better and that's what we want to do for the next hundred
0: yeah couldn't have said it better i'm excited to find new ways to improve make the show better involve you all try new formats there's a few episodes coming down the pike in the next few weeks or so that we're excited to share with you all that are different from what we're normally doing and so as we've built the foundation over 100 numbers 100 to 200 are going to be a little bit more experimentation a little different and I'm excited to switch it up change it up a little bit and just keep getting better for you all and I think that's what I'm most looking forward to as we look to our next 100 horizon and so now that we've talked a little bit about the under the hood stuff the stuff you can't see the gross logistics stuff that I get really excited about, but you as listeners probably don't care all that much about as long as we are in your ears weekly, we're going to talk about some of the content stuff that has really been fun for us to work on over the last 100 episodes. And now it's kind of insane to think about all of the topics that we've covered. I listed some of them out at the top of the episode, but that wasn't even going into listing every show, listing every movie, every special presentation. I mean, there's 100 episodes worth of content in here, so there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to pick a couple each that we are really, really proud of or really excited about. Whether the quality is great in the audio, who cares? The content made us happy, and that's all that matters. So Katie,
1: as always, I'm going to make you go first. I think there's a couple ways to go about answering this. (laughs) I think as far as just in general, the things I thought we had some of the best discussion about, the things I thought you know, we were pretty on par with for better or for worse of two point quality of the podcast consistency, whatever you want to say about it. I would say honestly, Spider-Man No Way Home's up there for me, including the actual reactions. But I know we got to do a special debate episode with Davis and so that was pretty cool, and that was really fun. And honestly, I think maybe that's a fond memory just because we all walked out saying Andrew Garfield's <laughs> Spider-Man was actually the best. And as a firm Andrew Garfield Spider-Man fan since, like, day one, I was very happy that I turned two Tobey Maguire fans over just by looking at the book. So I'm actually very passionate about that. But I think that was pretty cool. I mean, we don't get to always do a lot of those debate episodes. I think, you know, that's something we want to do moving forward at some point. There's so much to debate but that was like the first time doing it. So that was really fun. I also really enjoyed actually Secret Invasion. And I know, and that's not just because of like recency bias. I think we actually did really awesome covering that. I think we were pretty on par with a lot of the show. I think it was fun because while we were on par, we never really knew what was gonna happen next. And I think, and some of that comes down to just the quality of the show. I think we were really passionate about five out of six of those episodes. And even the episode I don't think we were quite as passionate about. I think we broke it down really well. I think we did an awesome job. And I still, I think that show is still one of the top ones, in my opinion, whether or not they fumbled the bag on the last episode or not. So I thought we did really awesome in that. That's still one of my favorite pieces as well that we covered. And honestly, I might have to just throw out Hawkeye just because that was also, I can't say Loki. I'm sorry, I just (laughs) can't. But that was one of the few... We got to see some of the episodes together and we got and we got to see all of like WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, all those together. But obviously we weren't yet a podcast during the first two. And like I said, I can't say Loki. And um, I just, you know, being able to kind of watch together and record, that was just like, that's a different experience. We don't get to do that often anymore. So I think that's still one of my favorite content moments as well.
0: Yeah, those are all really, really good options. I think I could definitely see Hawkeye and No Way Home being on my list as well, but just to get a little bit of variety, because, you know, variety is the spice of life. I'm going to not name those. I think, for me, this is tough. I think, weirdly enough, as frustrating as it was this episode, because it caused me like six panic attacks, I was really, really proud of our Secret Wars episode, because I thought we were able to actually, I think if I remember correctly, we talked about secret wars before it had been confirmed as a film so the fact that we actually were like you know i know it was kind of getting obvious at that point but still we called it we were there i think we've talked in previous episodes about the debacle that happened around that episode and how i spent many an hour with apple support and then we had lovely raindrops but you know despite what the audio sounds like of that episode I was really, really proud of us being able to pick something that big and predict it early before it was officially announced. I also got a chance then to read the actual comic, or as you all know, earlier this year. And so that was just like a really awesome thing to predict it and then also get that background um, a little bit later. So that's definitely a top moment for me. I would also say that our coverage around Ant-Man is actually something that I'm really proud of. Um, Ant-Man the Wasp Mania. I think because it was the first time that we had implemented our reactions and then a few topics stemming out of a movie, which we've now done a couple of times. But that was the first time where we really kind of sat down and intentionally said... You know, after watching a film, all right, we're going to do our reactions episode, obviously opening weekend like we've always done. And then coming out of that, here are a few topics that I think we need to drill down deeper on. And I know we covered Young Avengers. We covered Kang. And so those are really obviously important topics moving forward. And that was something that I think, you know, we talked about process improvements and changes that we've made to the episodes and and the show in general. And that was a really cool moment to see something that we were excited about implementing actually come to life. And I think, you know, a lot of that has been stuff that we've gone back to and referenced in later episodes, especially as it relates to the Young Avengers. So that's something that I'm also really proud of. And then just from a, I really enjoyed this content and also have good memories of watching it, similar to Kate in Hawkeye and picking it because we actually got to watch it together. Last year, we got to watch the Guardians holiday special together because it was right around Thanksgiving. So we were both home and able to watch together and record together, which as Katie mentioned, those are really growing increasingly rare. Believe it or not, we're actually in the same room right now recording this episode as I'm saying this. But those are not something that's not something that we get to do often anymore. So any time where we get to be in the same room, feed off of each other's energy, uh, watch it together, react in real time together, that's you know, those are great moments. That was how the show was born. And so it's a little bit of a return to our roots and not being mediated by FaceTime, though thank you, FaceTime, for making this show possible. Not an ad.
1: It can be if Apple wants it to be, so just reach out to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know where to find us. All our socials are, you know, linked below. Anyway, so those are some highlights for us and just some things that we've really enjoyed covering, some topics we've enjoyed talking about, as well as just good memories over 100 episodes. There are probably a million more that I can't think of. And Katie, I'm sure you feel the same because 100 episodes, that means we sat together with the exception of a few times where our friend and guest host Davis stepped in. We've sat down together 100 times to talk about Marvel and that's insane. But I would be remiss if I didn't say what I think Katie and I both feel, you know, at the very deepest levels of our hearts, which is that this show would not exist without all of you, without us seeing that people are actually enjoying it, listening to it every week. You know, we get our Spotify wrapped at the end of the year and we get to see who's checking us out on Spotify and or not who, but how everybody's checking us out and all that good stuff and You know, without you guys, we would have given up probably around episode 10. I think that's when I had my first meltdown, maybe. I don't even know that we made it to 10 before I had my first meltdown, to be honest. But without, you know, your constant listenership, we wouldn't have a show. And we are just so grateful for all of you for sticking around with us through our audio issues and our challenges and our sometimes late episodes. We're learning, we're growing, and we're so grateful for you all to be here with us throughout
1: this journey. I just have to say 10. I'm not sure that was, that might not have been the threshold. I feel like it would have been like five because we definitely struggled, especially when we had to do the double episodes, which was a choice that we did to do Loki and Black Widow together. TBT to the questionable choices we were making at the beginning of this show. Yeah, that was definitely a choice I don't agree with, but here we are. Yeah, but honestly, as Taylor said, this would not be possible without you guys. I mean, when there are moments where we aren't always feeling the most confident in things we're doing, things, whether they're working or not, and being able to see, you know, you guys joining in, you guys coming in on YouTube, on Spotify, adding us on socials, you know, talking to us on socials, interacting in whatever way, shape or form, That's what boosts everything for us because quite frankly, like without that, we would have had a lot of moments where I think we would have had to seriously talk about, do we want to do this? Is it worth it? Are people really getting what we want out of this because we just want to create a great community here and talk Marvel because that's what this is all about. And so it all comes down to that and we're just so happy that we have you guys here and you guys are, well, and to Taylor's point, you've stuck around during some of the crazy moments the not so great moments the just all over the place moments and even the episodes where we used to just argue with each other on the mics all the time or I guess not even the mics because we didn't used to have mics so even when you stuck around for all that um we're just super appreciative of all, of all of it
0: yeah definitely you know we again we wouldn't be here without all of you but we won't bore you with any more of our reflections ruminations though we will say Thank you one more time because, again, you guys are awesome, and we are so, so, so appreciative of your support. But without further ado, let us dive into the meat of this 100th episode with some of our guests, and we're excited to have you all join us. Listeners, we have a special new segment for you for this 100th episode. We just got done talking a little bit about our reflections on what it means to us to be 100 episodes into the show, and now we are bringing back a familiar face who hasn't been here in a minute from the show, our good friend and frequent, sort of frequent, guest host, Davis. Davis, welcome back.
2: Hello. It's great to be back. Honestly, it feels like forever that we were, I think it was, I think Moon Knight, we were talking about Moon Knight the last time I was on the podcast.
1: Yeah, that was was a while ago. It's been a long time. We
0: haven't talked about Moon Knight in a minute.
2: Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me back, and hopefully some listeners are thrilled that I have returned, but maybe not. Who knows?
0: <laughs> well, I know we're thrilled to have you back. <laughs>
2: oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Katie's
0: laughing, but I'm at least happy to have you back, my friend.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Um. Anyway, so appreciate you again coming in and helping us celebrate our 100th episode. We're going to be focusing all on fandoms because, of course, that is the basis of our show and everything we talk about here. So, Let's just dive right in. First question for you, Davis, what fandoms are you a part of?
2: Well, first of all, before we start, I just want to take a moment to recognize 100 episodes. That is insane. Thank you, thank you. I, I mean like bravo that is (laughs) so awesome so cool like when you started the podcast did you think you'd get to 100 i mean that's a pretty big milestone
0: definitely not i mean it's actually shocking we haven't killed each other yet (laughs) i would actually have probably said the same thing (laughs) but yeah it's it's been fun we've we've learned a lot we have had a lot of fights we've had a lot of good moments but yeah it's it's been a challenge but i think it's one that we've started to kind of wrangle and i'm definitely excited about the next hundred
1: yeah, I mean, it makes things like that feel a lot more in the or a lot more able to be done. Yeah. I think after having these a hundred down, I mean, the fact that it's taken us a little more than two two years, roughly, yeah, to hit one hundred, and that's only going to get quicker as we've turned to doing one episode every week. It's gonna be exciting. It's fun. I feel like we've gotten a good background going for us and i'm happy to just keep going
2: yeah that was it i just wanted to congratulate you guys because 100 i mean that's incredible i mean it's quite the accomplishment
0: thank you and i mean some of those episodes we couldn't have done without you because (laughs) realistically you filled in when one or the other couldn't be here so Uh we kind of need a second person to do this show and appreciate you know all of your support as well and being able to step in and guest host when one of us had a prior commitment that we couldn't be on and realistically those episodes wouldn't happen without you so we wouldn't be here without you my friend so thank you
2: oh thank you very much i'll take 0.5 of the credit
0: (laughs) that seems about appropriate that's all i was gonna give you yeah guy (laughs) that that seems good
2: thank you fair enough i thought one was a reach
0: (laughs) this is true yeah you hit that one on the head (laughs) but without further ado diving into the topic of fandoms tell us what fandoms are you a part of what do you consider yourself a member of
2: so i think there are three main fandoms first being you know the cleveland sportsdom Ooh, i'm a cleveland sports fan get
1: here. whether
2: that's good or bad uh a lot more bad than good in the past couple of you know my whole life actually um <laughs>
0: that's a sign you might want to leave jump ship.
2: It hasn't been a great run. But yes, yeah, so I am a die-hard Cleveland sports fan. I live, breathe, and die bleeding a lot for these <laughs> for these teams. So I think that would be my my main fandom, but then the other two would definitely be Marvel and then the third being Star Wars. So one is a little bit more niche. I don't think there's a lot of people who would say they're die-hard Cleveland sports fans, but I think Marvel and Star Wars at least there are millions of people across the world that are a part of those so I think the the later the latter two are the more the bigger ones
0: totally and I know I personally can relate to the last two Katie just the middle one
1: yeah can't say I'm uh, too much of a Star Wars fan it's on my list to get to eventually
2: <laughs> it's on my to-do list just don't worry about Star Trek that's something completely
1: different well I know that. (laughs) I I am aware of that. No, I think I've actually seen more Star Trek than I've seen Star Wars over the years. So I have some catching up to do.
2: Taylor, I feel like that's your responsibility.
1: I know. I I feel like I have failed
0: in the realm of older sibling. It (laughs) is something I'm embarrassed about, to be honest. As long as it's your fault. You know, you've made everything (laughs) in our lives my fault. So yeah, I'm just used to it. It is what it is (laughs) at this point. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Marvel's a huge part of our fandom as well, and we all know I love myself a good Pedro Pascal Mandalorian moment, so... Mm, Who doesn't? Gotta love a good Star Wars. I think those are three, mm, two very (laughs) solid fandoms. That third one. Mm.
2: Agree to disagree. Okay, we can't all be Philadelphia fans and win championships in recent years, all right?
0: You know what? Um, we have been bleeding green since the day we were born, even when they weren't good.
2: Oh, so you're a scroll? Oh, oh, bleeding green.
1: You know what? Oh, if that's what it takes, I'm okay with that. So are we now throwing out the theory that the entirety of Philadelphia fans bleed who bleed green are scrolls?
2: I think that's. I think we should. Put that out there into the universe. I think that should be known.
0: All right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Honestly, they have some baddie powers. I would like to shapeshift. Can we be Super Scrolls? Is that on the board? Because... It is now.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, then. Literally, who can beat us? Like, truly, we have Jalen Hurts and the power of the Scrolls. Who's gonna beat us? Well,
2: to be a Super Scroll, I think you have to be standing next to the Liberty Bell as it gets struck by lightning. I think that's how you get you gain those powers.
0: That can be arranged. That's not hard. Okay. Welcome to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovely. Most of it. Um, <laughs> moving on. What does fandom mean to you?
2: I think fandom, first and foremost, is having a community around you. You, of course, can be a fan of many different things. And I think the coolest part of the overall term fandom is you can literally be a fan of anything. And there's a very high likelihood that other people like and are interested in the same things you are. So I think The coolest part about being a part of a fandom is being a part of community, you know, in terms of Marvel and Star Wars, like everywhere you look, you know, billboards, merch, Etsy, like everywhere. I mean, there's stickers on water bottles, there's posters on, you know, walls and living rooms and bedrooms, T-shirts. I mean, I don't think you, you could you couldn't walk down Hollywood Boulevard which is near where I live and not see some sort of Marvel or Star Wars t-shirt and the ability to just have an instant connection with someone that you've never met before. Like you, it literally could be someone you just met that same day. If you both are a part of the same fandom, you instantly have this amazing connection with someone that, you could launch into a multiple hour conversation with a complete stranger about and i think that's the coolest thing so fandom for me at least the main meaning behind it for me is just having that community that gets excited and enthusiastic about the same things as you
0: totally i think one of the coolest things is being in a room of people you might not know like say you're like at a work networking event or like some kind of event where you have to be or out- like
1: college Also
0: that. Mm -hmm. Any place where you're, like, outside of your comfort zone, right? And, you know, immediately you just happen to, like, mention, like, you like Marvel. Or in my case, I always drop the podcast because, you know, word of mouth marketing. And immediately someone's like, oh my god, did you see the most recent project? Or what did you think about this? Or are you excited about the Marvels, Loki, Echo, insert upcoming project here? And to your point, like, you can have, like, a solid 30-minute conversation. Everybody else is looking at you like you're nuts. Mm -hmm. But that conversation to you and that person is, like, so meaningful. And you're immediately, like, connected in that way. So I totally agree. I think it's such an important way of, like, making what could be a big room smaller in a lot of ways or just finding that one person who you, like, are now comfortable with in a room where you maybe were stretching yourself before.
1: And I think it even goes almost the other way, too, because I think... I haven't had a lot of chances to go to Comic-Cons. I've only gone to about two. But I think it gives a really awesome example of, you know, you can go to these Comic-Cons and everyone there, more or less, depending on the theme. If it's a broad one, of course, it's a little different. But if you go to a more specific one, they're there for the same reason you are. Same as going to these movies. Whenever we go to a premiere, I mean, those people who are in that theater on Thursday night with you are just as much of a diehard fan of the fandom you are a part of and they will talk your ear off if you want to because you guys just know you're there over something that connects you and so I think it's so awesome too to just be able to go to all these events and just assemble a movie and you know interact these, with these people and make friends through it so I, I think it's awesome I think there are great ways to make friends I think when you get games involved i think of like pokemon go or like they have the wizard app for that that's very similar to for harry potter i mean you just can make so many friends this way and it just becomes such a deep rooted thing i think fandoms are awesome
2: yeah and to that point i think one of the biggest positives about fandom is giving someone a platform or and giving someone an opportunity to connect with other people when they otherwise wouldn't have, you know, you always hear stories of maybe there was like a socially awkward kid in your class, or we all know that one person who, you know, maybe doesn't have a ton of friends, you know, in, in class or in school, but you know, they have an awesome, amazing online community that has their back. So I think it gives people who, you know, maybe aren't the best at making friends An opportunity to do so because it's it's hard making friends is hard especially if you don't have any common ground so I think fandoms give people who might not be the easiest to befriend a chance and I think that's awesome because there's a lot of times where you see people who you know aren't the most socially inclined and yet they have hundreds of fans around them through fandom so I think that's kind of the coolest thing in my opinion giving Someone who might not otherwise be able to be a part of community, a platform and a group of people to surround themselves with in relation to something common.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I just beyond if we really just want to boil it down, I think it's just the best way to, to your point, I think you're saying it, build that community around you, whether it's natively through, you know, the first day of school or a club or something like that, or going online. I mean, how many times have we sat here even throughout the podcast and been like, you know, we were in talking to so and so on Twitter, no idea who they are behind the screen. (coughs) I don't know who they are for Adam. And I never might ever know that. But I mean, we had a whole conversation back and forth, or we debated something back and forth. So I think it's just, having that ability to just have a community around you that's just so golden about it.
3: Yeah.
2: And, and to that point, two years ago, I moved out to Los Angeles. I moved across the country into you know one of the bigger biggest cities in the country. And I didn't know quite where I fit in. It's a huge city. It's hard to find your niche, to find your group. And so I was having a hard time because I was nervous. I, I didn't know where exactly to fit myself in this huge city. But I relied on one of my fandoms. I looked up where to watch Cleveland Browns sporting events, and there's a local bar in Hollywood that the owner's from Cleveland, and so I showed up for one of the very first games of uh, the season that year, and the bar was packed with people wearing Cleveland Browns merch. It was crazy. They were barking at each other. They were screaming. It was so passionate and lively. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, this is my community. I finally found it in this huge fishbowl that is Los Angeles. I was able to find my people and find, you know, a space to hang out for a couple hours every weekend and be feel like I was back at home. So I think that's really where the sports fandom has come in handy as of recent, because it's given me a place where I feel like I'm at home and fit in in a huge city. Obviously not as big as New York City, but... Uh, I'm sure, Taylor, you can relate to some uh, some degree.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one in the idea of like making a large place smaller. Mm -hmm. Obviously, New York is, there's so many people everywhere and that could make it seem like it's supposed to be really easy to like meet people and find friends. But realistically, everybody's kind of doing their own thing and you don't really actually know anyone, right? Especially, you know, just moving here. But when you are able to find people who you have things in common with, that it just makes it that much smaller, that much faster. I know one of the things that I was able to do when I first moved to the city a few years ago was the place where I was living, it was an, it was an all girls dorm and we would do Bachelor Monday, Mondays every week. We would all sit in the theater room and watch The Bachelor and I had made some friends through some events there but we would always go whenever possible, Monday nights, that was the thing. And like, even though... I'm not necessarily friends with every girl who went and did that. It was just a nice way of bonding with the girls who were living in my building and building that community over something that we all enjoyed watching on a Monday night. So I totally relate to that. I think any anytime that you can make a large place seem less intimidating by making it smaller and kind of niching down, it just makes it way easier mm-hmm. um, and less scary to just put yourself out there because you already know that you kind of have a foundation with a lot of those people.
2: Yeah. I think I think we had very similar experiences. It's That's why people choose to be part of fandoms, to, to fit in and feel like they're supported.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think that's why we wanted to really circle this episode on fandom, because at the end of the day, that is the foundation of our episode. That's what we're trying to do, is really create a community around this podcast so that Marvel lovers from all over the world, from all walks of life can really find a place where they are with people who are passionate about the same things. And I appreciate you coming on here, being able to talk with us, celebrate this milestone moment for the show. For all you listeners, just a little sneak peek. He will be back in not too long, in the relatively near future. All right. So we're Davis very... and I are going to party. Yeah, I'm going to be MIA for an episode or two. Mark
2: your calendars. Yeah.
0: So we'll uh we'll let you all know when that comes. But definitely get excited to have a Kate and Davis uh mashup coming down the pike this fall. We again are so, so, so grateful for you taking the time to chat with us and celebrate all of this with us and are so grateful for all of your support and helping us get to hundred episodes.
2: Of course. And and on one last note and kind of a sentimental note, I think the reason we became Taylor and I became friends all the way back in 2016 was because of our shared fandoms. It's true. I think at the time, I think it was 21 Pilots and Marvel for the most part.
0: I think, yeah, that sounds right.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think, I mean, we obviously would have become friends, but I don't think we would have become as quick and as close of friends if it hadn't been for our fandom. We always would have become friends, but it was almost instantaneous because we had our fandom connection. So That's just what I wanted to end on because I'm like, I think that's why we're such good friends is in large part due to our mutual fandoms.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. That was very kind. (laughs) Sentimental. (laughs) Yes.
2: Of course. And congrats on 100 episodes.
0: Yeah. Woo. Thanks, Davis. Listeners, now that we have had our first guest, we are so excited to introduce someone to you all that you have not yet met, but he's a friend of the show. We have Mike from The Superhero Show Show, also movie of the year. He is a podcaster, friend of the show, and he's been podcasting since 2010, which we just did the math a few minutes ago. I was 12 years old and Caitlin was nine, so he has been doing this a long time a real pro in the room with us today.
4: That hurts to hear. I knew you guys were younger than me, but that that <laughs> one, ooh, that hits. I am I am middle aged. That's weird to realize as I'm wearing <laughs> cartoons on my shirt.
0: But you know what? You're experienced, and we love that. Experience is great.
4: Yes, I'm so happy to be able to to usher in a new wave of podcasters. You'll take up the torch, and I get to give advice like use microphones,
1: <laughs> which we took
0: yes we did we had a lovely interview with Mike a few months ago now I don't even know if time is hard and you know he was giving us some advice and he was like try (laughs) mics," and so we we did that and you all know the story we use them about 95% of the time we try that's an end yeah we literally got on I said Caitlin did you adjust your input because we really need to make sure you're doing this
1: right today my friend yeah I did don't worry guys it's all taken care of
0: (laughs) amazing well as you all know it's our 100th episode and we are talking all things fandom today mike you are a fan of many things and so we thought you would be a perfect person to talk about all sorts of fandoms you definitely do not have to limit it to marvel we won't limit it to marvel but we just want to talk about all the things that come with being a part of multiple fandoms and podcasting about your fandom because i think that's a pretty fun thing to do So just to kick us off, why don't you share a little bit about the fandoms that you're a part of?
4: Sure. Uh, I decided to throw a couple of them on today. I could not remember if this was a video podcast or not. (laughs) And so I have my Marvel t-shirt and my Monster Squad hat, two of my longest running uh, fandoms. I remember getting, I got into Marvel because the X-Men animated series that came out in 1992. Uh, I had, like, four channels. I was six years old. You guys were not born. I was flipping through my four channels, and then this crazy, brightly colored, very dramatic show was on, and then I continued to watch the first episode just two inches from the screen, and I can honestly say my life changed there. And so, yeah, I am Marvel comics, cartoons, movies, obviously. Uh, Yeah, huge fan. I like some DC stuff, but Marvel's definitely... My love. Uh, I just got Wolverine's Weapon X tattooed nice. on me like a month ago.
0: Very nice.
4: Uh, so yeah, bit of a fan. Uh, the Monster Squad, which is a much smaller entity than Marvel. Do you guys know what that is?
1: I can't no. say I do.
4: <laughs> a lot of people don't. It's totally fine. Imagine if the Goonies... Do you know the Goonies? Vaguely. Okay. Gosh, you're so young. Imagine if the Goonies fought the Universal Monsters. So it's a bunch of like young teenagers fighting Dracula, Wolfman, the Mummy uh came out in 1986 it is delightful it's so much fun and it's so absurd and tongue-in-cheek uh and shane black he would go on to direct and write so many things uh the last boy scout die hard iron man 3 uh, and then see you and so yeah it's uh just very tongue-in-cheek which a lot of the stuff i'm into tends to be those are big two. I don't know. I have more. How long do you want me to just rattle stuff on into?
0: Hey, <laughs> go keep going. It. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we love a good fandom. We're both part of so many, like, go for it.
4: <laughs> this feels fandom to me feels so one very internet-y, like I've been a fan of things my whole life, but fandom feels online. And and it leans nerdy, right? Uh so for going that way loved firefly and serenity and buffy do not love the creator anymore yeah. have a complicated relationship and i think that's part of being a fan of stuff eventually somebody who makes stuff you like is gonna let you down because people are gross yeah yep. one of the things i'm a big a huge fan of and i guess was the first like community i was part of because i i'm of the age uh that, that i remember when aol showed up and uh i was a nerdy kid right so that there was not a lot of outlets i didn't have a lot of friends to the point that i bought dungeons and dragons books just to read them. I did not have enough friends to play. Me and my one friend would just sit there and read them. So into the stuff, but not part of a community until it was really like late middle school, high school. I found uh, like live punk shows and pop punk and emo in general, I would say is a, I think it's nerdy because I think everything's nerdy if you're into it
3: enough, (laughs) but
4: that is a huge fan of mine to the point that now in my late thirties, I'm still going to emo nights or a thing all over the country. And, and that feels the closest thing to me. I think I can like, so many times I'm like, I'm a fan of thing, but can I say I'm part of the fandom? It's I feel like I have a weird relationship with that word, but that stuff, it, it's live, it's communal, you're all screaming your heads off, and uh, I don't know, Punk Rock Church, it's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a good point, though, like, the difference between being a fan of something and, like, being a part of a fandom is that kind of, like, community line, because, like, for example, I'm a fan of The Hunger Games, but I don't live on that part of, like, the internet to what you were saying earlier like it's very tied to the internet and that's not a part of the internet that I like really even dabble in maybe if I was like growing up I did grow up with the internet but like if I was on the internet more at that time I think when I was reading it I think definitely I would have been but like when it comes to Marvel or Star Wars like that's where I'm like online like talking to people and like freaking out about how good Lothal looks in Ahsoka like you know that type of stuff but I like that point too of the difference between like liking something and being a fan and then also like being a part of the fandom as part of the community
4: and i don't know if you've gotten into this in this i i I loved when you emailed me what it was going to be about um i was very excited and i like i said i have a interesting relationship not just with being part of one but like the idea of it because the benefits of fandom right is the community you can meet people across the country across decades and you're just like you're into what i'm into let's talk that's how we met yep i can say I don't know if this counts as fandom, but other nerdy podcasters yes, started <laughs> as part of the pandemic, me and my co-hosts were just like, we miss talking to other people. Everybody's at home. Let's start finding other nerdy podcasts that are out there. And this thing that feels very insular, like it's just talking to you and your audience. It was awesome and broke open this whole world. And I've gotten to meet dozens and dozens of podcasters from across the country. And because I'm a podcast nerd, I started doing it in 2010, pre-serial. when people were still asking, what is a podcast? And so- I love podcasting. I love podcasters and I love talking like meeting you guys was awesome. And, and the stuff you're into and just, you're like, I don't care that we don't have the equipment. We're just going to do it. That's so cool. And so that's the stuff I can get on board with that. There's to me, the, 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 nerdy fandoms Cause again, I love the MCU. I like star Wars one the fan versus fandom i think i like that stuff until you meet somebody who can quote oh, every yeah. line from every movie and you're like i guess i didn't <laughs> i guess i don't like it because i can't do that yeah <laughs> and and then there's the toxic fandom where you're like i have critiques my other shit movie of the year is my my less nerdy show the movies are nerdy as hell and it's like i think criticism is an important part of being a fan and an important part of interacting with art but it does feel like online fandoms are now little armies and freak out if you have one bad word to say about a thing in their world.
3: Yeah,
1: I think that's a really interesting point because I think, too, you're bringing up that toxicity and I think as Marvel fans... I can positively say we've seen such a shift, I think, in that fandom as well. Almost on the opposite. When you like something, especially Phase 4, we've actually really enjoyed a lot of the projects. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the internet has not. Uh, We've heard a lot of things about people hating things. I think She-Hulk's a great example of one that a lot of people didn't like. We loved it. She-Hulk is great. So yeah, there's definitely that turnaround of when you're online. You know, it's just, it's interesting how you can... Have a group that loves something so much, but also, you know, sometimes that criticism or, you know, the negativity can really turn into something that it wasn't necessarily meant to be.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so – it's so disappointing because the idea of, like, fandom – like, what you were saying earlier is about community, but when the community is about being negative, it's, like, no longer fun anymore. Like, I know – Star Wars is, like, notorious for that, Mm -hmm. for, like, really crappy stuff, too. And so, like, it's very disappointing when you, like, come across that stuff. And then you, like, find little pockets of hope where everybody just, like, really likes one thing. You know, up until season three, it was the Mandalorian. Everyone was like, oh, my God, the Mandalorian. We can agree. We like this one. And then, you know, season three, now everybody's you know, jumping ship. But, like, it is nice when you get that one little beacon where everybody's like, this piece, we like this and we can agree to like this one thing. That's growing increasingly rare, which is disappointing.
4: And I just, I guess, I think there's a difference between being critical of the things you like, and and you, it can be thoughtful and nuanced, and you can have conversation because that's we want to pick it apart. Like I, I like being like, here's how they messed up, and here it could have done this, and I would have expected this, and, and 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 talking about things because nothing's perfect. Versus like, there's the dying of fire. Yeah. Kind of people like, oh, so this was bad. So they should all burn in hell. I'm going to find the creator's addresses and start emailing their kids. Like, you're like, what is wrong with you?
3: Yeah. Like,
4: <laughs> But but it's okay to be like, hey, this movie was not as good as the other movies. And here's why. Like, I love, I don't know where it is in my rankings, but I love that The Last Jedi exists because it is an unending conversation. And some there's some gross, evil, negative parts of it. But there's also just like, I I happen to love it. There's a lot of people who dislike it, and so the people who won't insult you because you like it, to be able to just debate and talk and chew it is is amazing.
0: Yeah. I think there has to be room for, to your point, like, nice, com- not even nice, yes, nice in the tone conversation, but, like... Thoughtful, like you don't want to just be like a hive mind of like everything they put out is amazing, right? Because like that is just not fun either. You want to be able to have those debates and like talk about theories and talk about, oh, I wish it could have been this. And then, you know, there's everybody's talking about their ideas and their expectations, and expectations can kind of get you in trouble sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's fun to talk about. And if you're all just agreeing, like this is good or this is bad, and not really conversing why or going in depth, then it just kind of becomes really flat and shallow instead of like the rich piece of content that was actually put out and and yeah why i I
4: think i I think it might come from one that people get rude online because you can't see ida most of the conversations aren't we we at least right now can see each other's faces and we're like oh that's a human i'm talking to but so much (laughs) of it is not you're just shouting and like empathy is going down they've done studies and that's scary and uh no i lost my train of thought (laughs) it's a monday evening My brain is fried.
0: It's challenging. What was I going to (laughs) say?
4: I don't remember. (laughs) It's gone. Maybe it'll come back.
0: No worries. No worries. That happens to me literally four times a day. So you literally told me something before we started recording, and I couldn't remember it two seconds later. So there you go. (laughs) It is a Monday. But we've talked about this a little bit, but definitely want to like hone in a little bit on what fandom means to you. You've talked about the community aspect, but what other elements do you think it's really added to your life as well?
4: I do think just because of what got me into it, because it was it was X-Men and then like books about dragons. And so I was such a quiet, shy little kid that I'd always be in the corner of school. I'd finish whatever assignment and just read. I didn't know how to talk to people for most of my life. Uh, so it was it was pure escapism and and both those like high fantasy books and then the x-men it is almost is so often about like well this person's a weirdo but look they can be a hero and so to be like a shy little freak it was so helpful it, it and just kind of a lifeline both the escapist and be like oh things can change right and then time moves on everybody comes a little more accepting and then you meet other people who are into what you're into and it's kind of magical
0: yeah totally i think for me at least We are much closer as siblings in doing the show. We don't live even – I mean, we're, like, a couple hours apart. We only see each other every couple of months, but we talk once a week on the phone, and then we're texting pretty much daily, and, yes, it's, like, 90% about the show, but it's still, like – it's a reason for us to, like, interact and talk. Like, when I was in college, my senior year, Kate was a senior in high school – We actually went, I think, four months without texting, calling, or like just even talking to one another. We weren't angry. We just were like both doing our own thing. So it's really nice that now that we're both busy adults doing our own thing, having jobs, living our lives, we still have this like one point in time and one thing that we're both like really, really excited about that we get to talk about once a week and like send each other memes or whatever it is. And like that's the important thing for me is like, it has made us, I think, a lot closer as siblings.
4: Oh, for sure! Right before I hopped on, my oldest sister texted me a video of George Clooney making fun of the Batman movie he was in, and <laughs> because it was me and her. It was uh, we we have there's six of us total from different combinations of families, but it was always me and my older sister shipping around to different houses. So we were very tight growing up. But, like you said, grow dull, but it was we definitely entered that fantasy dorky comic book stuff together, and so yeah, that's still she'll randomly be like, I started watching Buffy again. It's insane. I can't believe we watched this as kids. <laughs>
3: um,
4: And that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is just, it's an easy way. It feels like in general, our generations uh, don't, small talk, what we're going to talk about the weather. We don't want to talk about jobs. So it's like, what, what brings you together to, instead of like getting to that real deep stuff all the time. I, I do feel like fandom is such a, a way to connect with the people in your lives.
1: And it, it makes, I think you said a good point earlier. It makes just, Finding people easier. I know I'm a very extroverted person, but not in a room of people I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm the person who's constantly going to say random things just to see if somebody will start talking to me. And it might flop, and then it's really awkward for everybody in the room. Or I might bring up Marvel, or I might bring up, like, I play Pokemon Go. I'm a very avid Pokemon Go person. Nice. But I could bring that up. I could bring up Harry Styles, Harry Potter, all these bands, things I love. Yeah, well, I was trying to say Harry Potter and Harry Styles came out first, but I was like, that works too. I could just bring up all these different fandoms and, you know, one will stick. And eventually, you know, that other person or somebody else in the room is like, you know what, I play that game too. Or, yeah, you know, I watched the last Marvel thing. This is how I felt. And boom, immediately, it's like a comfort thing. And you just made a friend in that room. And it's just, it's a powerful thing. Yeah, it's, I, I
4: was recently with a friend and his kids hanging out at their pool it's like they have like a community pool and we were talking about secret invasion and i was just saying how it let me down i like the first two episodes and then it spiraled from there and some other dad just swam over and he's just like now why didn't you like it and then so we were just like talking getting into it for just like a cool 10 minute conversation he's like okay thanks it like swam away uh and yeah it's that that's the you wear the the paraphernalia you throw out a quote you you and it's it's just little calling cards, little smoke signals that other people are into what you're into. Oh, yeah. A very cool IRL fandom has been the Taylor Swift concerts. Um, and I did not get to go. I'm not a millionaire. But I know people <laughs> went and just seeing that people are like trading bracelets and like this very like it feels so at the same time, it feels like decades old of making bracelets and trading and very... Online meets IRL because you're, you're trading and you're you're it's this weird cool community building with people you're gonna share one magical three and a half hours screaming along to every song night with and I think it's awesome.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of I think why Harry Styles slipped out as well because as somebody as a fan way back when when One Direction was a thing and now I follow his solo career. I mean mm-hmm. he's another that one that when he was on tour I. I mean, the atmosphere is so amazing. You're just there, as you said, for three hours. And sometimes you just start talking to someone because you ask them to take your picture or whatever. And next thing you know, you're like, besties for life. <laughs> I guess we're going to change numbers and everything. Yeah. So it's it's really cool that in real life kind of moments, especially when it does meet those internet moments as well. For sure. Amazing.
0: And then our last question for you, and it's something, again, we kind of touched on as we've been chatting, but... Why do you love being a part of the fandoms that you're a part of? You can pick a couple or general, however you want to go and attack that one. <laughs> uh,
4: okay. I, I'll pick the one we kind of touched on, but like Marvel, you, I know you guys are super into it. It's a lot of it. I think we touched a little as I was a weird little kid and it was an entryway into that. The the, the one that I, maybe people don't think of as a fandom, but I'm hot off of going to Podcast Movement, which is a, the biggest podcast conference. They they It's 11 years running. And it was my first one in person this year.
3: So jealous.
0: It
4: was, go, it was phenomenal. And it, it it's expensive, but it's worth it. And the quicker you buy, I, I don't work for them, but the, <laughs> the earlier you buy tickets, the cheaper it is. But going there, and so I, I will say just, po- I'm a huge fan of podcasting. And that, that is one I fully feel unabashed and proud and being able to like, yeah, I can, uh, there's some things, like I said, like, I like Marvel Comics. And then somebody will be like, what about this issue? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. But Podcasting been around so long and, and watched it change from people being like, What is a podcast? until a couple of years later, people like, Why do you do that? And then to a few years later, people being like, Can you please? I give you money, you do this for me. Uh, has been uh, one an amazing experience personally, but just to see this thing be new and grow and connect people from whether that I met, you know, finance bros, but they have one, so we have something in common old ladies who knit, but they podcast us, so we have something in common. Like, And it is one of those truly, because it's such a big umbrella, but we all have this same shared passion because you've you got to get into the tech. you got to get into all the, it, it, podcasting isn't one thing, right? You have to learn how to run 18,000 different kinds of social media. You have to learn how to edit. You have to learn how to talk to people, which is, I think, very important might be why that was such a pleasant conference to be at because all these people are practicing to talk all of the time (laughs) Um, and and yeah it's just a very connective medium and technology and so it changed my adult life for sure it's the longest thing I've ever done
0: yeah I mean just being in New York there's a really strong podcasting community here and I'm a member of the podcast academy so kind of the same vibe the same types of people who end up going to podcast movement are in that and we'll have like you know every once in a while we'll all get together and everybody's just talking about what are you doing what's your show about what you know are you liking this what's your hosting platform and why do you like it or not like it this is the one i use and just like getting super nerdy about this one thing even though our shows might be about to your point like something totally different we have this one like medium in common and everybody who's in that into it and really really into it is like really really into it you know and that's such an amazing thing to like walk into a room and be with a bunch of people who are super into the same thing that you are and want to talk about it the same way that you do i talk to you know people randomly friends family whatever about our podcast all the time they just kind of smile and nod they understand what a podcast is but like The in-depth stuff, they're like, I don't really care what you're doing. I just know that I can, if I wanted to, listen to it on a platform. They don't, but, you know, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But when you get the chance to talk nerdy about that with people who know what they're talking about, I can just go on for hours.
4: And I think there is something to be said about as Elks Lodge have gone away. I, I don't even know if you guys know what that is. Church attendance is going down. Like There's a lot of communal things that are going down. I think there's a reason fandom and online fandoms are getting more voracious and more ferocious and, and more connected. I, I do think we, we are social animals. And so it's just any way we can connect and comfortably, that's going to be amazing. And I remembered the thing I forgot forever ago, <laughs> that one of the downsides of fandom, I, I think love a thing and it can help shape who you are. But I think it's when it's when one thing is so tied to your identity, when your identity is one thing, and so somebody critiques that one thing, it feels like a personal attack, even though it's not at all. Like, we, you and I might disagree on our MCU rankings, but that doesn't mean I think you're a bad person. And I do think that that, that feels like internet rotted brain.
3: Yeah. <laughs> where
4: people, like, no longer... Th- it's the nuance, and it just flattens out.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's, like, zero perspective anymore that there's a world outside of the internet and that fandom. Like, don't get me wrong. Being a Marvel fan is 90% of my personality, and <laughs> I will debate anyone on anything or educate anyone to the best of my ability when they ask me a question. Right. Much more than they ever bargained for when they asked me what they thought was a simple question. But I have enough perspective and, like, enough, you know, to be able to say... Okay, cool. You didn't like that. That's a serious bummer and like I'm going to make fun of you for it forever if that's the level of friendship we have, but I'm like not angry and I think to your point like not everybody is able to like reach that level of equilibrium and don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I go to bat for stuff, but I try to keep it kind.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, Taylor, I, you actually brought this up in a couple of our episodes or a couple episodes ago, I think. Agents of Shield, you were even saying you've gotten in a lot of debates online oh, yeah. <laughs> with people who are really willing to go to bat and but they're not willing to always see the other perspective or mm. it doesn't really turn into a debate anymore. I remember there was one thing you were going after and somebody just ripped Taylor a new one and I don't know what it was. It was it was quite
0: mean, but <laughs> it was it's it's shocking. Yeah, I think it was something about like it being canon and like my perspective of canon is whether it's can be realistically a part of the MCU in the multiverse Right. In canon more specifically than being 616 so if I say something's not canon it means it's not 616 but that's fine it totally can respectfully live on another universe that was my whole point someone absolutely ripped me a new one trying to tell me it was 100% 616 and there was absolutely no way and I was stupid and all this stuff and I was like Dude, I haven't seen the show in 5 years. I'm now currently rewatching it. But I haven't seen it in forever. But from what I remember, it does not jive. So it like, it, it definitely was totally doesn't. No, it does not. There's a certain point where it's like, no.
4: Yeah. And but also like why tell somebody they're stupid? Like it's like, okay, we disagree cuz like where I'm at, none of the movies are 616. 616 is the comics. That's its own thing. The movies need their own designation. Interesting. Oh. I don't think you're dumb or a bad person because you call it six one six. You're just wrong.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, I tell Taylor I if she's if wrong, tone, all but the that's time. fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's her favorite thing. Literally, why she was put on this earth? I'm pretty sure. Exactly.
4: That's what sisters are for. Yep. <laughs> well, if I may turn the tables? A hundred episodes in. I hope you guys are proud of yourselves. That's a huge accomplishment. That's awesome. What have you learned? And a hundred year, hundred years, a hundred episodes feels like a hundred years, right? A hundred episodes of podcasting <laughs> yeah. with each other. What have you learned?
0: I think we've learned. At least I've learned. I don't want to speak for Caitlin because she'll hit me when the next time I see her. But I think for me, it's all about how to communicate effectively. Like we definitely, the first, honestly, the first year, there were times where we tried to have a civilized conversation, ended up screaming at each other, and one of us hung up the call. And that happened more times than I would like to admit. But now, you know, we have planned meetings. We have, you know, strategy discussions that are just two people coming at it from, like, their own perspective. From We're both marketing people. So usually we're talking about marketing the show or something like that. And we're coming at it from our own disciplines and we're able to communicate more effectively our point of view and without feeling like like what you were saying earlier, like as a personal attack, right. because I don't agree with her strategy, more just, hey, this is my point of view. And being able to effectively communicate that has made us leaps and bounds better in our show, for sure. <laughs> That's great. Oh, for
1: yeah. And I don't want to steal yours, but I want to say communication as well, but not as much in the back end. Just the actual podcast itself, we could not speak to one another. And it wasn't because we don't know how to talk. We clearly both do. And we both enjoy doing it. But in the early days during COVID, she would sit on the chair next to me. I'd sit at my desk and we'd be sitting there recording. And we just grew up in a family where you just yelled over each other. Mm -hmm. And so we would be sitting there cutting each other off, talking over each other. And then we'd get in arguments because, I mean, there have been times I sat there and I said, Taylor, if you don't stop talking, I'm leaving. Because I just was getting so frustrated because she wouldn't let me make a point. she just keep cutting me off. And so it is communication for me as well. But just, you know, actually being able to hold conversations. And there are still moments we cut each other off, but we're a little bit more mindful. And I think we can actually put out a podcast now without us cutting – the other person off every five seconds, so that to me is a huge accomplishment for us.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more finished thoughts and ideas now, which is really exciting, and I think makes for a better listener experience.
1: <laughs> Probably,
4: and and, and so just so you don't think you're alone, or in years one or two, because I've been podcasting with some of my best friends, uh, I threw a chair across the room in the middle of a show. So yeah, it happens.
3: I can't believe we've done that. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we used to drink pretty heavily on our shows. <laughs> Our first show was a drinking game where there were shots that forced shots would have to happen throughout the first hour. So
0: You know, this is gonna make you feel awful, but when we first started our show, Katie wasn't even old enough to drink. So That's
4: crazy. That
0: would have been a challenge. <laughs> I do have one random question for you because you've been podcasting for much longer than we have. We've hit a hundred episodes. What piece of advice do you have for us at the foundation we've got to hit the next hundred and make our show even better?
4: I, I'd say never stop tweaking. And I know there's people who that freaks out, but like, don't coast. I think it's very easy to, to you, you get your formula, you find out what works, and you guys have, but it's it's to keep it exciting and interesting for you and your listeners and, and have that reason to show up every week. Always fiddle, and is and it's awesome that you're marketers. Uh, that's my background as well uh and so it's like what's working what's not and either on air as a listener like randomly do focus groups listen as a listener which is i know that's so hard but listen and come back with notes for your each other um and yourself like don't just note each other because that could cause those fights again
0: oh it definitely does 100 i get random texts of you say this too much and then i get annoyed
4: <laughs> and that's so early that first show that we would all have phrases we said too much and be like if you say that again You're going to have to do a shot every time you say it. So that's what would lead into chair throwing.
0: That seems like a cruel punishment. It
4: really is. But there's certain (laughs) phrases that now I can't even remember. They are wiped out of my mind. I don't say them anymore. Yes, it was very effective. (laughs) <laughs> and uh just black out uh so don't do that don't don't drink too much on a show <laughs> and then for the, the marketing aspect and you guys probably already know this is i'd say go where is already kind of natural for you because there's so many avenues out there and it's so hard to learn if it's not something you enjoy doing like learning is part of an aspect but there's too many avenues and i think that's where burnout can happen is is you have to do some of that extraneous stuff clearly because you want people to know the show exists but I think if, if you hate X, don't go on X. Through the years, we deleted our Facebook a couple years back. We just got off of Twitter because it's a hellscape. And, and so this is it for me because there's not a lot of that. I'm not an Instagram guy, but now I'm like, okay, I can learn one thing. Yeah. Because it's the one thing I'll let us stay on. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and meet other podcasters and keep asking. I think that's awesome. Come to Podcast Movement next year. It's cool. It's so cool that you're part of the Podcast Academy. Is that Jeremy? not jeremy
0: ends oh not jeremy ends it's a whole they're online but then they also have like they do chapter stuff like in different regions awesome it's amazing you can definitely like just if you google the podcast academy also not a paid ad i just really love it you can sign up there's a mentorship program i'm now in my second rotation having a mentor it's fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. It has been one of the best things I've done as a podcaster. That's awesome. Just even building community and learning from so many people, it's been fantastic. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming on and helping us celebrate our 100th episode. Please tell us and all of the listeners where they can find your fantastic shows and check you out as well.
4: Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. It was a huge honor to to, to be on. it. Now that you hit 100 episodes, you changed the name of your show. I'm excited that everybody can hear the interview we did months back on ours. Uh, <laughs> so, if you want to hear the interview I did with Katie and Taylor, check out the Superhero Show Show, wherever you get your podcasts, where all the places. I love Overcast. And again, when you get into podcasting, guys, it, that's my podcatcher of choice. You can make playlists, it's great. You can ch- customize each show it's amazing check out overcast but i guess more importantly check out the superhero show show we're about to hit 500 episodes that's awesome. i don't know what we're going to do to celebrate but uh i think in five weeks we hit that that's mind-blowing that is it's a lot of time <laughs>
3: uh
4: and movie of the year as well if you're more into movies uh for that show we each season is a different year right now is 1973 we build a bracket of 16 movies and then watch them and make them fight to find the best movie of that year and then, I don't know, Instagram at your pop filter. I'm at Microphone Yo. If you wanna f- see me and my dog and my wife, that's Microphone Yo, because my name is Mike Gravagno and it sounds alike. <laughs> I think that's all my things. We're on YouTube too, I guess. I don't know, we're we're everywhere. Thank you.
0: Well, I can't say it enough. You guys should definitely check out all of the places where Mike is because they have great shows and I happen to think it'd be a pretty good compliment to our show as a nice double header. For sure. So Definitely check that out. We'll put all of that information in the show notes as well so you guys have an easy spot to find it all. And thank you again for helping us celebrate. It has been fantastic. And I'm sure we'll see you again soon.
4: Oh, for sure. And congratulations
3: again.
0: We have had some incredible conversations with our guests so far for this 100th episode. And for our final segment, we're excited to include some voice memos from some fans of the show and friends of ours that were so 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 grateful that they were willing and able to share their experience with fandom with us so without further ado let's tune in
3: hi taylor hi katie congrats on 100 episodes i'm uh, happy to be a fan and proud to have seen all the success that y'all have gotten from this podcast um and thanks for allowing me to be on the show so a reason that I love Marvel so much is just because of the large amount of uh conversations that can come from it. Um there's so many different characters and and, and franchises that come from Marvel and i I love the fact that like you can have a conversation with anyone as far as like their favorite character or favorite moments. Like my favorite character in Marvel in all of Marvel is Black Panther. It slightly overtakes Spider Man for me, but um, either way, like, I just love the fact that, like, I can talk with different people, like, um, either, like, through you all in the podcast or, like, with other friends of mine that, like, love Marvel and, like, have different conversations about the movies, uh, the comic books, video games. Um, it's just all a lot of cool things that can come from a conversation, um, in turn, from Marvel fans. So, that's the main reason why I love Marvel so much. Um, but yeah, again, thank you and, and congrats on all the success and the, continued success, y'all have moving forward.
5: So I enjoy being part of the Marvel community because it's something that me and Katie have been doing together for a for a few years now, and it's just kind of like just the community Marvel. I was just telling her the other or today actually that I was excited for the new movie to come out or for whatever new movie and show because I listen to your guys' podcast obviously and I hear oh this and this and this is coming up and I'm excited. I'm mean, very intrigued to see what's next. I know there's everything stopping with with everything that's going on. As far as all the studios and stuff, not really writing scripts or anything, but I'm excited for all the movies to come out. It's just, it's very, I wouldn't say close-knit, but that's probably what I would describe it as. Um, All the fan theories out there and all the crazy ideas that the community has, it's very interesting to, to, one, hear it on your guys' podcast with your theories, but also to go into the movie. Now I'm kind of racking my brain when I'm into a movie or watching a show, like, all right, well taylor and katie had said their their predictions and i'm like all right let's see how close they were um and i'll be myself like while wow, they were right or this was right or some of the theories of some of the fans i'm like they're right you know and especially when you know one of the movies leaves off on a hard you know really hard cliffhanger and a lot of the theories start coming out and you start looking at them and obviously me and katie i don't i would never have gone through them on my own and katie's such a fan so she goes through them and me and her will talk about it and it's so interesting to know like When when we're watching, like, wow, they were right. Or even Katie was right. You know, Katie called a few things that you guys had talked about. Um, And it's just very interesting to me to be able to kind of really be excited to see what's next and know all the predictions that the community has and to kind of compare. So that's why I enjoy being part of it. So it's a mix of it's a home cozy feeling, um, Marvel in general, and the community because of the community itself but also obviously because you guys enjoy it and it's something that I can enjoy with Katie together that we can enjoy together so that's why I enjoy it and I love obviously listening to you guys because one you know I just like hearing you guys talk and hear what you guys got but it's also nice to compare it when I'm watching the show like actively compare what you guys said to the show and see how close you guys you know hit the hit the hit the nail with the hammer Hit the hammer on the head. Hit the nail on the head. That's it. You know what I'm talking about. But it's very intriguing to to kind of see how close everybody got with all their, their theories and predictions. So that's why I enjoy Marvel and the
0: community. We have had some incredible conversations with our guests so far for this 100th episode. And for our final segment, we're excited to include some voice memos from some fans of the show and friends of ours that were so, so, so grateful that they were willing and able to share their experience with fandom with us. So without further ado, let's tune in. This has been such a fantastic 100th episode, and what a wonderful way for us to celebrate this milestone with some friends of the show and all of you. And we're so excited to hit the ground running on this next 100 episodes make the show better and continue to build our community thank you all for being a part of this journey with us sticking with us being patient and helping us be better podcasters we are so grateful and with that being said, that is a wrap on our 100th episode. You all know where to find us. Definitely make sure that you are subscribing on your podcast platform of choice and checking out the website. And if you'd be so inclined to check out our homepage where you can support the show via
1: affiliate links. Make sure you guys also give us a follow on Twitter at Pod and Instagram and threads at SistersAssembled. You can keep up with the show there when new episodes come out, blog posts, and just fun things us as the hosts are doing. And for episode 101, we are going to be going back to one of our longest standing series, which is our Marvel replays. We will be going to Black Panther. And so that's going to be next episode. Get ready. Make sure you guys watch the film if you would so choose. So you can kind of get the same experience we got to have by rewatching it. And as always, make sure you keep up with us because Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it.